to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for a second of our four game previews of the division round, and this time it is a turn of the Houston Texans and the number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis, and with me today in the purple corner is Ravens fan Shane Harris. Shane, first of all, how are things? Andy, absolute pleasure as always to come on the show. You know that. And it's playoff football. I am terrified, but I am so, so pumped. I can't wait for Saturday night. It's going to be a crack of a game. Uh, it'll be the first game of the of the four. Uh, I believe it's 8pm in the UK or it might be 9pm in the UK. It's the first one of the weekend. Uh, so it should be a crack on one way to start it. And then in the blue and red corner, uh, we have those returning to the show from last week. Back for us today is a uh, Texans fan, Graham Henderson. Graham, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, still buzzing after last week, so I am ready to get into some Ravens. It should be a cracker. I'm so excited for that. I think genuinely, I think I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to, I think, more than Packers Niners. I want to say I'm looking forward to more than Lions Bucks. And then I think Bill's Chiefs, I think everyone knows that's the game of the week. But this one, certainly, I think both, both AFC games are going to be absolute crackers. And it's one way to start it in Baltimore. So, of course, we have one fan whose team has been basically been, play, been, play, been, been playing player football since about week 17, week 18 into Texans and Graham. But Shane, your team has really been on the beach the last two weeks. If you include week 18, not playing your starters, and really if you look at week 17, really the first half, when it ended, the game was done. So really, you've been, you guys have really been in second gear probably the last uh, two and a half, three weeks. So does that worry you, the fact that we saw what happened in 2019, Shane, the fact that you were number one seed back then, comes playoff time, divisional round, and you guys play against Titans ultimately get, get humiliated. So does that worry you, the fact that it's happened before, and you've, uh, you've lost games in the same situation. Does that worry you at all? Or is it the fact that Todd Munkin's now there? It's a whole new coordinator, whole new coaching scheme. Um, does that almost make you think it's not going to be history repeating itself on Saturday? Firstly, we don't talk about 2019, right? <laughs> There's a lot of similarities from 2019. We went on, a, on an 11-game win streak. Lamar won MVP and we got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. And we were the, we were the number one seed. So, yeah, of course, I am terrified of history happening again. And credit with credit's due. The Texans have played really well over the past few weeks. You know, they, they made the Browns look ordinary, which they kind of are. CJ Stroud is easily, easily going to win uh, rookie, rookie of the Year, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt. They've got great weapons on offense and defense. And the, and the, the week's off, like you said, with the fact that we didn't play our starters against the Steelers, even though it's a massive rivalry game. I can see why John did that, and that's fair enough, to rest up. And the fact that we didn't play a game last week as well. So they may be a little bit rusty, but I honestly think, and I sent you a video about t- 10 minutes ago of Roquan Smith getting the players hyped before a game. I like to think that he's going to wind them up, and I like to think that, as I said before, I think, as I said on our podcast, shout out the third and long boys, that I think we'll, we'll win Saturday night. I really do, but it won't be easy. I think the Texans are a really good side. They're good, but they're not great. Now, Shane, I will ask, I will ask you a question. I learned this on the podcast literally about an hour and a half ago on the uh, way for my best to go home from work. Um, can you guess in the four in Lamar Jackson's four first quarters in his career in the playoffs, how many points has he scored in the first quarter? Oh, go on, surprise me. I'm not a big stat guy. Go on. 
Graham's got it. Actually, he's alluding to it now. For those who can watch on YouTube, Graham, tell the audio listeners and Shane, who can't see Graham for some reason on Zoom, how many points he scored in, in all four fourth quarters? All four first quarters. Zero. Zero points. That is correct. And, you know, we look at these um, the games that you've lost. And I know last year, you know, that's really, I think, of an asterisk on that one because of the injuries. But you look at the, the fact that, against, yeah, you beat the Titans, but then you were you lost by 17 points to three against the Bills in the divisional round in the 2020 season. We mentioned 2019 season, losing to the Titans 28 to 12. And then even the year before that, albeit in his rookie year, losing 23 points to 17. So most of those games are pretty, you know, they're not even close in all these games. And I think, you know, Harbour within the pressure, I think I want to say it was 2018 or 2017 when people thought that maybe he wasn't quite the guy to get you over level. And that's got to be something that does does worry you um, going into the game because, you know, we've seen it with Dak and Tua last weekend that really high perform in the regular season, basically most of the time, doesn't really matter in the postseason because at the end of the day, it's a whole different tournament. Uh, basically, form goes out the window, and, you, and it's um, you know, it's a reason why you know the Giants won the playoffs, won the Super Bowl, even as the wild card team. I think that, but we've seen two, you know, we've seen the number two seed knocked off this weekend. We've seen what was the number two seed in the UFC for a while this season knocked off this weekend, just gone. So, really, for you, Shane, you know, and there's, there's a lot, there's a long going thing about MVP when there's not winning Super Bowls. Uh, and the homes just proved that Blau's the first time since Kurt Warren did it in 1999 season. So there is that trend that goes around that a lot of these people that win callbacks that win MVP often don't do a lot in the postseason. Um, do you think Lamar Jackson can change that? I like to think so. I think I am I'm absolutely in love with this team at the moment. There's strengths everywhere. The fact that they brought in OBJ, who, yeah, like I said, when we spoke previously on a previous show, 15 million for one season is a ridiculous amount of money. But I like to think that he's earned it. And of course, I'm a big fan of our rookie phenom, Zay Flowers. What an incredible, incredible player to watch. He's going to be a Raven for years to come. And as I said, I alluded to the fact that Roquan Smith has been amazing. Matt BK has been amazing. He's really come out of his shell this year as well with 13, uh, I think it's 13 sacks as well on the season. And with Roquan playing with Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen last year was a bit in and out. But I think uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, he's made Patrick Queen play better. You know, and yeah, and I think it, it, just, it just... And the fact that you had Clowney in as well, who, you know... He came from nowhere, and he's 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 putting his weight as well. The only thing I don't like about this game as well is the fact that Marlon Humphrey's out. I'm a big fan of Marlon Humphrey, but he's out for this week. And with Mark Andrews trending towards playing, I I, I don't want him playing yet. I think if 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 and it's a big if, if we get to the um, AFC Championship game, I think we should play him there. I don't think John should play him now. I think Likely has been playing really well in his place. Yeah, I think like he's been, I think one of the the nice surprises of the season that Mark Andrews goes out, you think probably, you know, wouldn't have to find anyone to do anywhere near as much as what Andrews produces, but like he's come in and, you know, I remember against ourselves, he, he gave us a tough game and I think that he is someone that, you know, Mark Andrews is not getting any any younger and I think that likely, even if you go down the two tight end route, uh, sort of set route or even if you do go down the fact that Mark Andrews one day will leave or retire, I think likely coming in will, will be, you know, he's proved that he, he can do it. Um, now, we mentioned the Ravens' potential rest. 
it's a complete opposite for the Texans. Um, no expectations. You know, Ravens are going into as a number one seed. A lot of people's favourites to win the AFC, but the Texans have really got no expectations. But like the Packers, when they beat the Cowboys, no, no expectations. And that does make a huge difference. So for you, Graham, with the Texans, um, obviously you boys are going to be, um, you know, no real pressure on you got to do to win this game or even win the last game. Even if you were home, it was still seen as 50-50. So... Does that almost give you confidence, Graham, the fact that if you if you lose, no one's going to be that upset because just to get here is the achievement itself and you've won a division. And then also if you win the game, it's like an amazing achievement and you'll be playing your first ever title game. Now, does that, you know, does that almost give you confidence, the fact that, yeah, um, it's going to be a game where really it's a win-win? Yeah, I think so. Like the season we've had has been so, like it's been a spectacular season for us. There's, there's no denying that and how far we've come in such a short time, that one-year bounce that we've, we've had and getting us into the playoffs, winning the division. I think the only pressure will come from probably that this is usually our stopping point anytime we've come in um, to the playoffs. We've gotten this far, we've never managed to get over the hump. So I think really the pressure will come from the organisation trying to get that one next step, you know, and who's to say if, you, if we don't get that next step, we can't take the other one? You know, we, we just keep tumbling forward into the Super Bowl. But it's going to be a really tough game. Um, Baltimore, obviously, like, have been heavy favourites for a long time. I would say, especially after their, their win against San Francisco um, a few weeks ago. Uh, but I think the way the Texans have been playing it, it's almost like a no-fear way of style of playing they've got just now. There's some young guys doing some incredible things, you know, CJ Stroud, obviously a, a huge talent. Um, Will Anderson, also a huge talent. But there's some guys that, that have been around the league that are stepping up as well, you know, like your Blake Cashman's, he's stepping up. Grenard's been there a couple of years now. He's he's getting um, multiple sacks now. Um, Nico Collins, look at his numbers this year because he's got CJ. Uh, so we have got deep threats in that, and we're looking pretty healthy going into this game. That's one huge thing. I think we've got Bex questionable with a back, um, Fant's questionable with an illness, and I think Jerry Hughes, he, he's, he's out again this week. But the last report I seen was Mark Andrews is trending to not play this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll probably boost us a little bit, you know. Um, because he, he would be such a threat. I think we play quite soft against that, the tight ends. You know, tight ends can usually feast against our defense. So probably the, the fact that he won't be there, and I know Linkley's done a good job in there, but when, you, when you've got that number one tight end threat, like Dalton Schultz for us, number one tight end threat, like some of the catches he's made, that, that contested catch against the Titans and stuff, that's what the number one tight end thinks. That, that muscle and stuff. But um, I'm, I'm feeling quite confident because some of the stars seem to be aligning for us. You know, Houston had some really cold weather at the start of the week and they've been they've forced the team outside to train in it, you know, to, and I think it's actually been colder than Baltimore. So they're, they've been getting used to, like, running plays in the cold weather and I know it's, it's snow and stuff, but just those little factors that's not going to be like a shock to the system like maybe Miami had when they went up to Kansas City. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot trending our way and 
it's been a, a saying that's been thrown about. I've used it as well. It's like the Green Bay Packers. Yes, it's 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 house money for the Texans. You know, they can't look at themselves as having a bad season if they get beat in this game. So why not just go out there and play the kind of ball that you've been playing the last few weeks? You know, we went up to Indy, very loud, extremely loud. Um, and look at that first play off scrimmage, um, to Nico Collins for like seventy-five yards. You know, th- there's a there's a no fear element to this team, and it's 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 exciting, but you just can't help but get caught up in it, and you just want to your your team to succeed and go past the Ravens, and then if we get past the Ravens, because I think have you guys not got like the number two defense in the league or something? Number one, number one, yeah, it was the Browns, but it's, it's us now. Yeah, so what we did to the number one defense the week prior, there's no mm. reason to, to be that afraid of playing any different or any less aggressive against like the new number one defense, you know? So there's, there's a lot um, going for us. Yeah. I agree. And I think that will, you know, I think that's why I want to touch on CJ Stroud because we've seen basically in one playoff game for Stroud, what a lot of callbacks haven't done in five, six, seven games. It's that fearless and that, Already in just one game, being, being extremely comfortable in the big game. And really, you look at even the Week 18 game, that's two massive games in a row where he's just come in and looked like someone been in the league for seven, eight years. I mean, if you'd, if you'd had a complete NFL new bit, novice come in, never seen the game before, and you asked him, there's number seven for the Texans, how old do you reckon he is? How long do you reckon he's been in the league? I, I reckon most people watching it would say he's a veteran. He's, been, he's one of the best in the league. He's been in the league for five, six years. So to do what he yeah. did, just one game... We look at people like Dak Prescott, Tua, you know, uh, albeit Tua had one game as well, but these guys have been constantly criticised for not performing in big games or only playing well when, it's, when it suits them weather-wise. You know, I think the Mark Jackson does slightly fall into category. Justin Herbert falls into category. People just haven't yet done it in the big, big games. But for Stroud to do that in just one game and just completely tear apart the number one defence in the league as he were at the time, I think it speaks volume about just how... It must feel for you guys. This, I mean, obviously, you were basically you were this team back in 2017, 2018 when Watson first came through, and you guys were perennial contenders when he was there. And obviously, yeah. the whole thing explodes, and you know, it's um, all, go, all goes west. And you know, that looked like for years that was going to really affect your franchise. And you know, you look at the fact that everyone mocked Lovey Smith for winning that game and on, on the final week and getting you the number two, the number two selection, but. Look at so far, and really, it's um, obviously you may have gone the one anyway. You may have picked to Stroud, you may have had those picks from Chicago, but you may have traded down and not gone for a quarterback and thought about going for next year. So, I think for all of that, and you basically just almost gone back to your 2019 self now. But I think for Stroud to do what he's doing in these games, uh, I mean, I would kill for a quarterback who's confident in big games who can <laughs> give fans confidence. Um, so for you, Graham, it's be amazing. Must be amazing watching that game, just thinking, "Wow, we've got ourselves a real star here." Yeah, the the thing with him as well is he's really humble, and he he doesn't seem to like get big headed or anything. He's very good with the rest of the locker room. They've all really gravitated towards him. Uh, they know he's the leader of this team right out of the, the gates, and 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 I think that's brilliant to see. One advantage as well that I think that we've got is Stroud played Baltimore in week one. And if you remember back in preseason, he had a horrible start against the Patriots. And they actually, like, I think they took him out early. 
because he was he was playing so bad. Now week one, the Ravens will have some like tape on him and stuff from that game, and but I think he'll be a totally different player to to that game. That also works in our favour. Yeah, they'll have tape from other games and stuff, but there's nothing like first-hand experience. And luckily enough that Lamar was being Lamar when we played him, so there's going to be a lot more for our line to take from that, personally, what I'm thinking about that. And after that game, I think uh, John Harbaugh said that this is a good team. We, we beat a good team. They're going to get a lot of wins along the road. And I don't think a lot of people believed it. And then when we beat the Browns, I think John started working on the Texans. He doubled down on the Texans because he thought the, the results were going, were going to go the other way in the other games. And they went to work straight away. So I think they're not taking us that lightly. You know, I'm, I'm expecting a really tough game this weekend. Um, but I think CJ's up to it. Uh, he'll just be CJ. He'll just sling it. And he does it with such ease. I, I don't know if you've watched the way he throws it. It doesn't even look like he's put much effort in and he's, he's, he's banging his it does look It does look effortless, fair play. I mean, you picked, you, you've got a diamond there for many years to come. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and he's not scared to stand in the pocket, you know, and go through his reads and find his open man. And, like, even against the Browns last week, he took a couple haymakers in the backfield but he's still got he still hit his mark which is brilliant so um i'm fully expecting lamar to be just lamar this this weekend you know that really tricky player if he can't get it with his arm he's gonna get it with his feet so we're gonna have to be on our game yeah and i think for you guys i think we talked about there the ravens maybe not being a first quarter team in playoffs i think even if it wasn't the case, I think you still need to look at if you win the toss, get the ball first. I think you have to try and establish a lead early because I think if you guys can get your first play and sorry, first drive and get that touchdown, I think that could really start to worry the Ravens and they'll know immediately we're in for a game here. And I think that in any head coach who who doesn't who takes he doesn't take teams lightly, I think that's a um a recipe for disaster. So I think yeah, it's, I think Harbaugh he needs to I think at this point you have to take every team uh, treat every team with respect and you have to um, not take any team lightly and I think that's going to be key as well for Harbour he wants to avoid a um, you know a, a shock loss but um, you know for you for you Shane it's um, it may have down to your defence because it may be one of those games where um, both quarterbacks excel I mean I did just criticise Lamar Jackson but i got to give him credit against the Niners on prime time he beat them with ease against the uh, Dolphins on prime time he was uh, like like the Niners game, life and blood of that offense, and he was sling it with his arm. And then also then as well, the game I went to where uh, I got the hat you're wearing chain from. In um, thank you very much. It. Yes, you did. I love my. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. But that game as well. That was another one where again it wasn't prime time, but it was one of the games of the week. It was five and one against five and one, or was it five and one against forty? Something like that. Two teams that were you know one of the best records of the time, and he just absolutely tore the lines to pieces. And the Lions are a team that have you know made the division round and they're probably going to be making the NFC title game. So he has, in this season, he has um, been, you know, a big part of all their big wins, whereas maybe some quarterbacks, you wouldn't say like, aka Purdy and two, or maybe aren't the reason why people win games. And Mark Jackson has been that reason why he won games for a lot of them. But I think for you, Shane, for the Ravens, I think one thing that may actually win your games this weekend is is um, probably your defence. I think you mentioned it then, number one defence in the league still remaining. 
And I think someone like Roquan Smith is going to be such a big part of it because he, you know, the sixth most tackles, I believe it was, uh, in the regular season, um, he is just something else. And I think that you guys, you know, if it is going to be, you know, I'm predicting it's going to be a shootout, you know, 30 points or 30 points, that kind of region, you're going to need to make a big stop to win the game. It's going to be basically the last team with the ball wins the game. So for me, I think the Ravens, that could almost be, I think for both teams, but particularly the Ravens, how good your defence is, that could almost win you the game. A final drive from the Texans, you could go down, be good down the field and you make a big stop. Just how crucial do you think that would be, not only for this game, but if you advance in the game against the Chiefs or the Bills? There's people that were born to play for the Baltimore Ravens. Ray Lewis being one of them and Roquan Smith being the other. You can just see it. What an absolute masterstroke to bring him over from Chicago. He's fit in the offense, you know, like a glove. He's been absolutely fantastic. He's basically made himself a leader after a season and a half of of that defense. And he's just been brilliant. And the fact that people people often overlook Geno Stone as well. 12, 12 interceptions on the year. You know, he's been, I, th- I think he's a, yeah, I think he's second behind Deron Bland for the Cowboys. And yeah, he's just been brilliant. And it's, it's the fact that I, I'm not sure if anybody saw it, but the weather in Baltimore at the moment looks like the weather in Buffalo from the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And I, I even put on Twitter, you know, give me a shovel, I'll be over now, sort of thing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks it so and I I think it will come down to how how the Ravens and the Texans will play in that sort of environment. It's like obviously Houston's a lot warmer than Baltimore, so maybe they'll struggle a little bit, but as Graham said, they've been out in the elements, training in the elements to get themselves ready for this for this matchup on Saturday night. Um Graham, I gotta say, I will say one thing. Your man cave is absolutely beautiful. I am ridiculously jealous. There's a distinct lack of purple in there, i got to be honest. Uh, there's one thing here related to the Ravens, I think. Um, believe it or not. I love uh, it. I got sent a wooden spoon from uh, a guy I met at one of the, the Ravens games in London. And he, oh, yeah? Am I, am I allowed to swear on here? No. <laughs> well, he, he sent me a wooden spoon with a note in it saying, I've sent you this wooden spoon to stir up some between the, <laughs> for the Texans Ravens rivalry. Now that was back when that after that game happened. So yeah, there's there's some Ravens elements in here, and you know I've got a Ravens pin in here somewhere as well from from the same that's guy. A, yeah, it's so, a beautiful setup. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the guy that you were on that uh, NFL UK live thing with, was it? Was that the same guy? No. No, it was the one guy I met in Admiralty. He was class, um, season ticket holder. Uh, he called me one of those guys, you know, because I'm what I wear on game day with the horns and the kilt. And, uh, one of them so, lot. Uh... Yeah, he's like, you're one of those guys. So <laughs> that, he, he, that's, how it's, that's how it starts. The header of the letter is to one of those guys. Um, <laughs> so class. But it's, it's, I've got it framed. It's up on the wall framed. Um, so... You know, I, I I treat like fans with a lot of respect that have shown me nothing but love, and it doesn't matter if they're from my team or your team. It's, it's just how it should be. Absolutely, and I think it's uh, anyone who hasn't seen it yet on on um, I it's definitely on Twitter. I don't know about YouTube, but there's a NFL UK post where Graham gets given a Super Bowl ticket by Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
Um, and there's a whole feature on on Graham's Man Cave. So those of you that haven't yet checked it out, do go check it out. And I believe I believe it's still on game. It's on Gamepath as well. So um, if you scroll back far enough, you can find it on there as well. All about Graham's um, Man Cave in Scotland. Um, now our final talking point for you, Graham. We actually mentioned it last week was your run defense. Now you've got the seventh best pass defense in the league this season in the regular season in terms of passing yards allowed or per game. But you've got the tenth worth worst um, run defence when it comes to the yard lab per game. And we all know the Ravens like to run. I think obviously Lamar Jackson's passing is underrated, but we all know the main strength of this offence is the run game that Baltimore have. You know, whether it's Gus Edwards, whether it was back in the day J.K. Dobbins before his injury, or whether it's Lamar yeah, Jackson. We've also, brought in Dalvin, we've also brought in Dalvin Cook as well. He'll do nothing. He he is wash. I I think Jets fans can can speak for that. Look at it, look at it, man. Look at it. (laughs) I'm so relieved we didn't get him because if we'd got him and not got a chain, that that would have been disastrous. Not that it matters. We still we still lost in the playoffs anyway. But um, does that worry you? Like it when you dealt with most of the game, you dealt with the Browns run game. You know, Cream Hunt scored touchdown early on, and but most of the game they they were pretty well contained. Do you think that you guys you mentioned before? The number one defense league, you, you dismantle them. But do you think that your defense can be up to the challenge of stopping this Ravens offense that is basically a dual threat? They can throw the ball at you, they can run the ball at you and do both with a lot of effect. So, yeah, how much does that worry you or not worry you about the, about the run defense? I think it's always a worry, you know, especially when if you look back to the Indianapolis game, uh, Jonathan Taylor managed to, like, his numbers were over 100. Um, so... But we've come a long way. I think we were like last in run defense last year. So we have improved immensely. But I don't know if you've seen the the, the, the footage or the video of D'Amico Ryan speaking to Christian Harris on the sidelines. Have you seen that I've video? Seen that. No. Okay, so he has the tablet, you know, and he's talking to Christian Harris and he's saying, If you sit if you sit in there and wait for the quarterback and then if you jump up on him, you'll get a pick. And then that next play was his pick six. Wow. Yeah. So impressive. Um, yeah. So he I know I know Miko's like a, a great defensive coach. You know, he was the uh, the captain of our of our defense when he played in the in, in the sport. So he's gonna he's gonna find a way to be effective, but it, whether or not it, it comes to fruition is another thing. And as for Zay Flowers, I would love to see Stingley sat on his shoulder all game because he shut down Amari Cooper. Um, if you think back, he had like two hundred, what was it, two hundred forty plus yards against us the first game. The the next game when Stingley covered him on eighty percent of his eighty uh, percent of snaps, he had minus six yards when Stingley was covering him. So you know that's you, you've got to match talent with talent and. Zay's obviously a very talented player. So there's going to be some great matchups. I just hope we can contain Lamar. It's when it's when the plays break down and he just makes plays with his legs, you know, and nobody's in position at that point. That's going to be the biggest issue. Um, very hard to contain that man. And another thing to stop and not to bore you, but the Ravens have been very effective against everyone who used to come off the, you know, that 49ers offensive branch. Oh, Kyle Shanahan. Oh. Please don't mention Kyle Shanahan to me. I hear it <laughs> enough on our podcast. But, yeah, but you, like, you, you schooled the, the Niners, you know, you handled them, their defence, even, like, the defensive side of the ball. 
And if you think Miko's been there for a couple of years, he's maybe taken a few things from that. So maybe that will work against us because the Ravens, when they played the Niners, were very well equipped to handle them. They had a lot of answers. So that's a worry as well that, you know, Slowick coming from there, Miko having that influence there. Are those factors going to suit the Ravens as well? So hopefully not, but you never know. I guess we will see. And that is where we'll come into our prediction. So we're all going to give our predictions. Who's going to win the game and the score? So Shane, you first. Who's winning the game and what's the score going to be? I've, I've got to go with us. I, I, I have to. And I've said it on, I said it on our show last night as well. I think we'll win on Saturday night, but I think we'll, become, we'll come unstuck in the AFC title game against the Bills. <laughs> Double downing on the yeah. prediction there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I know I know who my pick to win the whole thing is, but like I said, don't tell Phil and Ollie because I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> right? um, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep, keep that one under my beautiful hat. Um, uh, okay, fine. Um, 31-27, Ravens. On, okay, interesting. Graham, over to you for your score prediction and winner. I think I'm going to go with the Texans, okay? Uh, uh, I'm going to let my heart rule this one. I, I've just got a feeling there's something brewing there, um, and the Texans are going to pull off an upset. They're, what is it, they're 10 points down or 9.5 down in the betting? Last yeah. time something like that happened, it was the Tennessee Titans who went up to Baltimore mm. and beat them. AFC South guys going up with a 10-point deficit. You know, it's, it's the, the story writers are maybe repeating themselves a bit here, but I think we're going to get it, and I think it's going to be 23-20. It's interesting you mentioned that with the um, 10-point thing. When you just completely forgot to mention it, you were 24 points up against the Chiefs in the division round in 2019 as well. Yeah. We're, we won't talk about that. <laughs> well, 2019 didn't happen. Yeah. I think pre-COVID didn't happen, right? I, I also think it will be the Bills. By the way, interesting. I, also, I will double down on that. I think it will be the Bills that will be playing. Okay, interesting. Uh, that that makes three of us as well with the Bills. I think they're going to win the AFC as well. Um, now, for me, you know, I've got the most interesting selection because Ravens fan picks a Raven, Texan fans picks the Texans. I'm not too shocked. But for me, of course, I am the neutral in this. Now, am I going to side with Shay or am I going to side with Graham? Don't do it. I am siding with Graham. I think the Texans ah, keep rolling. Everyone's saying that. I think it's going to happen. I think the, the Ravens are going to be rip rusty. The Texans are going to keep that ball rolling. TJ Stroud is going to basically announce himself to the world that I'm actually the next great quarterback. Because me personally, he's had the best first year starting for me since Mahomes. Although I think I've not been impressed with someone that much since Mahomes in their first year of starting. So for me, I think the Texans keep it rolling. I think whatever happens, I think they will lose to the Bills or the Chiefs. But I think to get you guys your first ever AFC game, I think that's an amazing achievement. So, yeah, I don't really mind who. I think I do want Texans to win because I do want that Lions, Texans, neither teams want it. Super Bowl, that would be just yeah. an amazing experience. But for me, yeah, I suppose, like, yeah. Yeah, I think that that is the people's champion when it comes to people, games that neutrals want to see. I think that is the majority. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind Bacon making it. I like Bacon. I want him to do well, but I yeah. think. You've got to have the Lions winning it for all their years of hurt, I think. And, and it's got to be got to be them. Uh, but that's where we'll end the podcast for today in our second or four. 
game previews. Huge thank you once again to Shane and Graham for coming on. Thank you, Brett. Anytime you know that, Graham, best of luck. See you Saturday night. Same, same, Shane. Been a pleasure talking ball with you. Yes, absolute pleasure. Let's do it again sometime. Yep. And as we'll end the podcast on that lovely, lovely note, I've been, as ever, your host, Andy Davis. This has been Shane Harris. This has been Graham Henderson. And we will see you guys our next episode, which will be Lions Against Us. See you then.